Let's get in two. Let's get in two. Our first review right now, y'all. Sing it, boy. Well, that woman looked like she lost back there. Look like she was a last minute hire. You see, you see that woman back there could not be. She could not give less of a fuck about this song right now. That's Corey Coleman in the Sunshine Band. <laughs> KC. KC. KC in the Sunshine Band. When I'm your boogeyman. There you go. <laughs> uh, the bell bottom boys back there. Yeah, y'all. That's KC in the Sunshine Band. My neighbor used to call me that all the time when I was a kid. Oh, I bet. Because my, my initials are KC. My neighbor used to. Till I was about, I don't know, 18. KC and the Sunshine Band. You remember they released that first song, Get Down Tonight? Yeah. And um, and then when you saw him, you're like, KC is white? The fuck? What? <laughs> and he's like, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that song is that uh, play, Boogeyman man. right there. And that is, uh, and that's about as much as it has to do with this movie that we're about to talk about. <laughs> Just, I just just remembered the song. I like the song, so I'm just gonna play it. Uh, it's stuck in my head all week. Yeah, I mean, once you hear that and you know the song, it does get stuck in your head. So, uh, you know, the advertisers this, they say that this is this is from the mind of Stephen King. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> He's wall-eyed and cross-eyed at the same time. <laughs> He's looking at himself. <laughs> yeah, okay, man, sure. Yeah, from the mind of Stephen King, which usually means that they took a premise from Stephen King and then made up a bunch of shit so that they can pimp out his name, uh, which is kind of what they did with uh, this movie that we have right here, which is the Boogeyman. Now, with this right here, uh, this 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 movie is based actually on a 1973 short story that he did. Uh, it was what was Night Shift was yeah, the collection. Yeah, yeah it's in Night Shift, which was in 1978. Yeah, uh, this is based on a story of uh, which occurred to me this short story that they base this on. Uh, it occurred to me that I actually did read this. I thought I didn't. And I was told somebody today, I was like, yeah, it's probably one of his short stories. I don't think I read it. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, this is actually one of the first <laughs> short stories I read. Yeah. It just deviated so much from the story. Yeah, no, I, I read this and it wasn't until near the end of the film. I was like, hey, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to pull a, pull a fast one on me. <laughs> Why you? <laughs> Yeah, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? All all both of you. There's only one of us. <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes you know what King writes, Stephen King that is, what he writes is so crazy that you have to make changes to make the movie or to make any any movie uh, uh, adapted from him comprehensible, you know, uh, less fucking insane. Uh, and sometimes that those changes work. You know, sometimes you go in and if it, if it works out, sometimes you'll get uh, a Shawshank Redemption mm. or you'll get, uh, you know, something like uh, The misery. Shining. Yeah, misery. Or misery where they change a few things around. Uh, and then sometimes you'll get... Now, 
Job Smith is about to enter the world of virtual reality. <laughs> sometimes you get a lawnmower, man, you know? Uh, what do we get here? Because sometimes you take a gamble when you make these adaptations. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer for The Boogeyman, and then we'll come back with our review. Uh, what do you think? And let me go ahead and jump the sound on in this. Turn the sound down when I was playing this earlier. Our minds try to fill in the blanks. Sometimes the best thing to do is to face it. So this light is going to be completely solid like it is right now. And gradually, it's going to start flashing until it's totally dark. So you can see that there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay? See, that's not so scary, is it? Just you, your sister, and me. You're doing okay. Stop being. Girl just gets a seizure as <laughs> from the floor, swallowing her tongue. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all just in your head. You need to grow up! I'm serious, Sawyer! I need to be alone! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a twist. It's Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> You're both having these manifestations. What is this supposed to be? It's the thing that comes for your kids when you're not paying attention. To me. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Sweetheart, let me handle it. <laughs> so, we're talking about how they adapt Stephen King's stories and change them around for better or for worse. How do we feel here? Well, you know, I don't know. How, I imagine there's different opinions on how people change Stephen King's work for the movies. Uh, I thought that the change was probably needed here if they're going to make a movie. And I thought they handled that all right, because it's like for me, it was like an expansion on the original story, which I'll tell you about in a little bit, because the original short story was just a, a dude going to the psychiatrist and just, you know, just freaking out and telling his psychiatrist about how this creature killed his family. And, you know, we're sitting up here wondering if the guy's crazy or not. So it's just a dude just telling the story. There's one long piece of exposition, really, until they, you know, they get to the end. And uh, there's a twist at the end right there. Um you know, they 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 tweak the ending, this twist ending that they have in the story. And this is almost like this continues that story with new characters added. So, uh, you know, it's, and it's almost like the the plot continues 
the story here, like I said, with a, with a little bit of tweaks. So you have uh, this time the story centering on the psychiatrist and his family, Dr. Will Harper, played by Chris Messina. I'm messing, is that how you say it? Messina. Messina. Yeah. Uh, and you center on him after his wife dies and how he's trying to handle the loss while also trying to take care of his two daughters who are, you know, at least one of them is upset about this. Uh, so a guy comes to the house and it happens to be David Doss, that Smallchin. And whenever he comes to your house, you know ain't nothing good gonna happen. <laughs> this, this, dude, this dude, every time this dude's in a movie, ain't nothing good. <laughs> nothing good happens when he enters the room. That's true. <laughs> he's either done some shit or he's crazy or. Well, except in Ant Man. Except in Ant. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's one time. Well, he, well no, because he was friends with T.I. <laughs> <laughs> so it still, it still did not work out, man. So, so yeah, man, this dude comes in and things get really weird because, like in the original story, he's talking about how his his uh, his family is being stalked and killed by this boogeyman. That's what the kids have called it because this thing is coming out the closet. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you what happens here, but he, something happens with this character that just sets off this chain of events where. We are led to believe that whatever that was killing his family, of course, is a horror movie, so it's probably real. But he transfers it to the family. Mm. This thing is for, for just just him just going there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the boogeyman said, "Leave my name out of your yeah. mouth." Yeah, <laughs> the boogeyman looked at that psychiatrist like, you know, you talk a lot of shit, man. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick around and see how you feel about this. I'm gonna, you know, after this, you are gonna be looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, hmm. you know, it's, this thing latches on to the, to the family and, you know, the the daughter here played by uh, Sophie Thatcher, her name is Sadie in the movie, actually becomes the main protagonist as she slowly starts to discover. She wasn't a believer before, but she slowly, slowly starts to discover. I feel like, you know what, this thing, uh, this thing might actually be real and not just the delusions and ramblings of a crazy man from the dark night. <laughs> so, you know, she she says, uh, you know, I, I, I got to investigate. Save the family before it gets worse. I, I'm curious to see what you thought about this. I heard what you were saying the other day about uh, something that could be considered a flaw in the movie. But I will say I do like how the writers took the original and turned this into, because if you're going to make this a movie... <clears throat> And you're going to expand on it. You know, they could have, they, 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 now, do they succeed at this? We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they, they tried to make this more than just a creature feature. So they tried to do this thing where they try to bring in the themes of grief and fear and wove that in, weave that into this story with this creature. Apparently, this creature gets off on, you know, stalking his prey and just messing with people to stoke up their, their fear and their grief. Likes to play with his prey. Uh, uh, I will say that. You know, the creature part of this and the theme of grief and the drama. <clears throat> I don't think that they work to meet to meet their full potential, though. I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, it is a very short story, you know, to, to go back through it. And yeah, it's one with exposition and a hook at the end. It's something you read in a story, short story collection. You go like, oh, OK, well, that was kind of neat. And then you move on to the next thing. <clears throat> so why they hooked onto this and said, we got to take this and expand it like all right, now, I'm not really the best choice, I feel, but okay, they decide to do it, and they do that. But with the themes they, they bring to it, it does feel like 
it doesn't reach where it could go. Like, like I don't see what was in this, the original short story because so much of that is in the part with David. Da- How you say it? I keep saying I want to say David he, Dalmatian. He, 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 yeah, I, I did that before. No, he he took me word by word okay. on how to say his name because he said that. Small chin. That small chin. Okay. That small chin. But you know he got called Dalmatian. Oh, all the Dalmatian time. When he was a kid. Yeah. That, shit. That's why he looks like that. <laughs> David. That Stop small calling chin. me Dalmatian. <laughs> that, that but I think he's awesome in the movie, and he comes in, and his part is what is the short story, mm-hmm. and then they go from there, and it's one where I was like, okay, you've kicked this off, but where it goes, it's not terribly interesting or original or. As a matter of fact, I feel like the longer it went on, the less so it became. Yeah. I, you know, I I think the, the the drama and the theme of grief, it works in some small parts. I like Chris Messina a lot in this. You know, I like, he's not he, with any of the actors. Yeah, he's not overdramatic. And I liked how his characters, because they do show how all these characters process grief on their own terms. Mm. You know, he was he was the one that was just didn't want to talk about his wife's death. You know, he didn't want he just kind of internalized it because, first of all, he you know, he he. It, He's, that he can't deal with it really if he starts to put it in words. But then he's also a psychiatrist. So he's like, well, I'm too busy helping everybody else. And I don't know, maybe that's therapeutic for me and that's enough. You know, it's really, I do like the way this character that they, they, they portray him as somebody who's internalizing his grief because he has to be there for everybody else. Uh, so he tells himself, you know, so I thought that that was a good angle right there. Um, the, the Sadie, on the other hand, the daughter, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just didn't like her very much. You know, she's a bitch. I, I'm sorry. You're just mad you're the just, whole time. You know what I found to be a problem with her? What? Is her age. In, in that she seems to be a high school senior. And the way her and her friends act, they act more like seniors from middle school. Well, yeah. That's, and, 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 and yeah, her, whenever we see this with the, the angry young woman or man who's just that all the time, you, you start to get worn out. Well, you're like, the, all right, enough That's already. the thing with this. She's a teenager. So what do they do? They, this is, to me, this is not... Today, at least, is I'm not. I don't consider it great writing when you have a teenager and your thing is, well, teenagers are angry. You know, no matter what happens, hey, they lose a family member or you know their their life is not going the way they wanted. Well, they just mad at the world, just mad at everybody, even to friends that try to help her. She's just a bitch to everybody, and the way they try to create conflict with this too, I, I it, it made no sense to me. I, I find I found it very false because one of her friends is just a goddamn psycho. You know, I mean, I her I can understand I liking that girl, but you know, both of them are kind of weird because things escalate real quick with them. Like she goes and looks at this one girl, she's like, "Would you just please leave me alone?" And the girl's like, "The fuck you say to me?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> push under the locker. I'm like, "Whoa, ho!" Oh. And the other girls just kind of like, "Yeah, well, you know, that's just what they do." So uh, tell me, this is a Stephen King movie without telling me it's a Stephen King movie. <laughs> yeah, um, a supernatural entity helps out of nowhere. And there's bullies for yeah. no reason. Well, at least, you know, because if this had been a Stephen King movie, she would have pulled out a switchblade. Yeah, right. And she would have carved a name into a skull or something. Well, it's girls, so they have to solve yeah. that song. She is, so, no, she just, and the girl keeps coming around, too. Yeah, I know. I was like, you know this girl's a bitch. You know she's going to mess with you. Why you keep trying to be friends with her? It's like it, She's like the Nelson of the group or something, man. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't, I, I saw, I, yeah, she's girl. Everywhere they go, the girl's just like, bitch, don't you know I'm local? It's like, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. I was like, I, now I will tell you who I like for probably the, all the wrong reasons. I like Sawyer, the little sister. Yeah, no, she was cool. Vivian uh, Lyra Blair. I like her for the wrong reasons because she didn't give a shit about mom being dead. She, sure didn't. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck about, I don't think she cared about her mom. She didn't, they, they convinced me that she did not like her mom. 
because you know while dad and big sis were depressed she was happy as fuck. She was, she was, she, she was laughing. She was eating snacks all day. She was playing video games. Yep, yep. Didn't hear her talk about mom one time. She moved on quick. The only thing she cared about was the boogeyman. Yeah. Which nobody else cared about. Yeah. She don't care about the boogeyman. And at that time, nobody would believe her. That's probably why she didn't like, y'all talking about this. The mom's dead. We got this fucking thing in our room right now. And, by, and, she, and, time, and there were times where she wasn't even mad about the boogeyman. Or where she wasn't, no, she wasn't scared about the boogeyman. Right. She was mad. Because she came out and told her sister, she's like, you know that bitch messed up my goddamn room? <laughs> Kicking her sister with these little stubby legs. I told you it was real. Now you went out there and fucking ruined my PlayStation. <laughs> Threw me into a wall. Yeah. God damn it. Mom is dead. Y'all get on this shit right here. This, the booking man is very much alive right now. And is messing, and is messing up my shit. <laughs> You remember she came and kicked her sister with the yeah, little legs? Yeah. Cause, Cause she said, what'd she say? Like, uh, she's like, did you go in my room? <laughs> little midget legs. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it was you or the boogeyman. I'm telling you, both of you. Stay out of my shit. Uh, um, the, as far as the creature goes, I also feel that Sadie's, uh, the story about her grief could have been interwoven into uh, the creature story a little bit more. Because, you know, uh, she's investigating this creature and trying, you know, trying to figure out what's happening. And I think it might not have fit too well with her grief, her theme of grief, because I think the creature story is not fully fleshed out. Right. I think that the, the story with this creature here, I think the, the, a big problem is that I think they have a backstory for the creature. I think they have some things that they've tried to figure out about the creature, but it was mainly written for jump scares. You know, that's that, which to me is a, a kind of a problem because it doesn't feel fully thought thought out. You know, they don't. I, I think there are some logistical things that aren't thought out. Well, why it's affected by light. I don't you know, the, the, he's out there, I guess, to eat people, you know, and, and, and they, they, they show this at the beginning of the movie. It's very effective, but he should take his time with them. He could have ate them halfway through the movie. He it, had plenty of time. It's just like all these house demons and ghosts. That just bullshit around until the end of the movie. He, yeah, he's bullshit. Cause, cause he's like, are you gonna do something or not? Just fucking around. Just you know, just having you know, just pretty much just being a, a dick. You know, just yeah. <laughs> just going around, just jumping at people. You know, playing with his food. Now, with the original story, it was a he fed on fear, which he was the he was a precursor to Pennywise. Yep. Yeah, that's right. But here, they don't really define any of that. That's what I'm saying. They say it, but they don't. And they they say more than they actually show with the creature, um, you know. And also, you know, Martin was saying this. You know, everything is is almost like they set the mood for the creature because they keep them lights low. Yeah, that was something I noticed even before it became a thing that they live in this big house that's full of dark wood, and they never turn on <clears throat> lights, and they never open the blinds, and the few windows you see are stained glass windows. Uh, so <clears throat> there's so little light coming in, and when it's determined, like even before that, you're like, hey, there's a creature going around. Like even the, the, the littlest girl, Sawyer, she has a bunch of like little globe lights, but never turning on the light switch. And throughout <laughs> yeah. the house, nobody turns on a light switch. And even when they figure out that, oh, the creature, it's, it's afraid of light. If you turn on light, it, it, it'll go away. They walk past lamps and never turn them on. It's 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 so frustrating. I like I noticed it early and all through the movie. I'm just in my head. I'm screaming. I'm like. 
turn on one goddamn light, just flip some light switches, and we can be done with this. It's like, nah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, she's using, there's a scene where she's using a video game to like make light brighter. It's like, just get the fuck up and turn on the light. <laughs> yeah, open the blinds. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, it was dark, it was nighttime. No, but but this day, this time's in the daytime when they aren't doing it. And and part of me thought, well, you know, when this theater <clears throat> uses low bulbs, maybe that's it. But then you see scenes in somebody else's office where it's clearly bright and it's bright all in the room. Do I ask that TV? Yeah, Turn that, that off. off. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all are making conflict where there's not conflict. Just like with those bullies, they're like, you guys are manufacturing conflict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say, listen, because uh, I had some of the same complaints with Evil Dead Rise where, the, you know, everybody kept their lights low, you know, just to create atmosphere. Uh, I, I I can say for now I can I did like this more than you did uh, because I I do as far as a you know a creepy creature movie okay I think it works there you know I think I I think that some of the things not being explained about this creature is good because you need to keep some mystery to it you know they mention certain things about they hint at certain things but they don't try to explain everything so I like that you know and with horror then there needs to be a lot more left in the imagination. Uh, you know, there's a there's there's a really creepy way the way it talks, and they say maybe it's because of this, but they don't really explain it. But it is right at the beginning of the movie. You know, it's it's it. They set up a very very uh, eerie mood with the way this creature speaks, kind of speaks and using that familiar voices and echoes and stuff from uh, past victims. Uh, I think that you know, yeah, the 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 there are some areas with, with lighting here, if you want to think about it again, realistically or logistically. But I do think there are moments where they play with the lighting very well. You know, I think that they play with the tight spaces where, you know, and, and, and at moments you think that the, you know that the creature's there, but they do it so much that they, they trick you sometimes. Like you start getting paranoid. You're like, uh, I think I see something in the corner. And they kind of train you to think that way in the movie because of the way they play with tight spaces and darkness. Uh, so I think just I, I do think there are genuine scares here. You know, and I, and I think the way they set up the creature is pretty ruthless. I ain't gonna tell you how, but I was like, God damn, you're just a, you're just an asshole, man. You're just a bully. I mean, the, the, the way that creature starts out, and I'm gonna tell you, if you love, if you like kids, I always, you know, my my mantra has often been fuck them kids. But that this, this was wrong with this. <laughs> it was like, man, they they, they start out, and I was like, damn. This, if you if you're a new parent, it, you might be, you you might want to sit this one out, at least skip the first part of this movie because this it's uh it's pretty heartless. Mm. Uh, near the end of it, uh, you know, you can definitely feel the influence of A Quiet Place uh, because the writers from A Quiet Place did this and a lot of things that they, a lot of elements of A Quiet Place can be found here. Again, the way they play with the uh, environments and whatnot, but also I almost, I almost think to a fault, the creature is is borrowed heavily from some of the things we saw from A Quiet Place. Hmm. Uh, some of those creatures, near, you know, when they start showing them near the end and we know what they look like now. Uh, I thought maybe, maybe they showed too much of the creature and you know some of the solutions they get through here i was like ah that seemed pretty easy <laughs> the way you took this thing out but hey you know uh although it doesn't make sense i think that there are there are some good things in here to like if you are just going to see a fun monster flick i think that could be pretty cool for you also uh i don't know how i feel about this this is a, this, this is some petty shit right here i'll let you okay. know right now this is very petty okay i don't know if i like it or not what they did i i you know, I'm one of those hipsters where I got a band that I like. Uh -huh. You know, I got a band that I discovered, you know, and I, 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 I pride myself on being able to go around and tell people about this band. I'm happy this band broke out because you heard me talk about them. But in the background, they're playing. You heard me talk about this band, Man I Trust. They were playing one of the songs in the background. Tell me how 
fuck you. That's my band. You know, I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> how dare you go mainstream? <laughs> oh no. Uh, actually, I'm I'm very happy that the band is hit mainstream, man. Uh, they they've been. Uh, they have been like a you know a, a, a cult band or you know they've been on, on, under the radar for a while now they're hitting it big so cool for them you know this movie they they're featured in the film in a certain part so I was like ah that's cool for you man uh, but yeah you know uh, I'll let you wrap things up Martin well I don't know I you know when I think about the boogeyman I think about uh, Anise when she was young would come over and spend the night with our kids and sometimes she'd be like oh I'm scared I'm like what are you scared of about I'm scared there's a, there's a monster in the closet and I was like sweetheart think about it. If there was a monster in the closet, would we still live here? <laughs> and that was like, make her go like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's not. Uh, and while it has not much to do with this, it is that thing of like, yeah, it's there's so many things that it's not, it's not confronting or answering. It's it's. I thought it started out well, and I was with it, and I do like the actors who are in it, and especially uh, uh, David. Dow Smallchin, that small, that chin. small, that small, chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I and uh, but once he was no longer there, I felt like it steadily started to go downhill. To where mm. the last half of it, I didn't like at all. Besides the the whole lights thing, it just didn't feel genuine. And unlike um, a quiet place, I didn't really have a sense of the creature, what it mm. was about, how it worked. It just seemed to be one of those things where it pops out when we need when when, when we need it. It'll it'll do things when we need it to do it. That's all you need to know. Uh, when it's over, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know the, the kind of lore. I don't really know what's going on other than you want to put a movie together that you could slap Stephen King's name on. Uh, I mean, I feel like a fair assessment would be a low rental. But for me personally, it felt like a waste of time. And I, I for me, it was some old bullshit. Yeah. So I'm a great departure from that. I definitely see the flaws. And hey, man, I agree with you 100% because when we're talking about they don't have a good sense of what this creature is, you know, I think they could definitely have done more with that. Especially with the Boogeyman. That's, that's yeah. legendary. You, there's so much you could do with yeah. it. Yeah. Again, I think they were going for something of a more introspective. What, like, the yeah. themes. Well, the, the, the themes of it, but also, because I'm trying to say this without spoiling anything, because mm. I think they're going for a more alien type feeling here than, than, than uh, uh, supernatural. Uh, which what with what they're trying to explain here. So, oh, so oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. There's they, they hint that there gotcha. are certain things where this is not. This is more than just a supernatural I see thing. What you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like I said, man. For the things that did work on a basic creature feature level, I do think it works that way. Uh, if I had seen this uh, in the theater, I would I would enjoy it for that part. While also kind of just you know. Lacking for it, you know, well, you know, wanting for the parts that it lacks. I would just, I would be, I, I would feel a slight bit, bit of disappointment, but not enough to be feeling like it was a waste of my time. So I, I give this a, a low matinee, uh, very low matinee, but low matinee nonetheless. And, and I got, I will also admit that part of my judging it the way I do is that there was a time when I was like, well, this is what horror movies do. But last year, with so many great horror movies, and I've seen what they can do, then I, I come to this, I was like. Yeah, I'm not willing to accept this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I just, I've, I've seen worse horror movies though, oh, you know? Oh, no, absolutely. I, I do think that there was an attempt here to do more. Uh, you know, with the family, I think that there, it, it, it didn't meet its potential, but with the family, I thought that they did, they did more with it than you see in the average uh, horror film. This could have been a movie where it was nothing but jump scares. Uh, and, they, and I thought they did, they, they, they attempted to do more. And in some small parts it worked, some parts it didn't. But again, you know. Ah, uh, you got two different perspectives here. Mm -hmm. Do what you will. Boo ha ha ha. So, 
I don't know why I did this. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. <laughs> yeah, no vampire. Man. <laughs> or, or mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. That's my laugh for it. So there you go. <laughs>